So give me a little voice. My voice or your voice? A voice? Uh, you, how would you voice give in the me, wilderness. How would you give Voice me, in the dark. How would you give me my voice? You're so silly. <laughs> <laughs> but you love me. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Jody. And this is the Unremarkable Podcast. A little bit special of a podcast tonight as we move our way through season two. Um, tonight we're taking a little bit of a break from our norm uh, and excited about what we get to talk about. Yeah, we are in a current series where we're seeking to connect with other people in the ministry that are um, uh, working in the trenches with us. Um, but we also want to talk about how we're partnering with them in um, different ministry opportunities that are going to cover, right now, cover our whole region. But we've also had this same um, ministry opportunity happening in various parts of our state as well. So. Sure, yeah. So um, one of the things that we work really hard to try to do around here is partner with other pastors and other churches um, we just buy into the philosophy that we're all of us are smarter than any one of us, and uh, we can accomplish a lot more together than we can fighting against each other. And well, so, you've preached several times that they will know us by our oneness, and, yeah, and if right. we are, yeah. um, and our oneness is not a, a denomination. Yeah. Our oneness is we claim to be followers. We claim, like yeah. you've been speaking on the past few weeks, if we claim to be um, a Christian, we are a part of the Capital C Church. Right. So it, Jesus in the garden, when he's praying uh, before he goes to be arrested, he's he's praying for uh, his disciples. He's praying for um, his followers, and then he he prays for me and you, like he prays for us, which I think is remarkable. John chapter 17, he prays that we would be one as he and the Heavenly Father are one. And then he says, uh, then they'll know that you sent me. Yeah. Um, and so the, the way that we talk about that at Crosswind is we say the criteria by which the world will judge the gospel is by how well uh, we pull this unity thing off. And so uh, it's kind of just been my philosophy and my strategy everywhere I've gone to mm-hmm. connect with other churches and other right. pastors um, break down some of those denominational barriers. And here um, in Obion County up in Northwest Tennessee, we're blessed to have the Obion County Ministerial Association. Right, which is several different denominations yeah. partnering together. Um, in fact, uh, when I first came to, um, to the community, uh, I wasn't reached out to by uh, other Baptist pastors. Uh, I was reached out to by uh, some other pastors from some other denominations. So yeah. uh, Dan Huggins, who we'll talk to in the next couple of weeks, Dan, mm-hmm. uh, who was Church of Christ at the time, now has planted a church, a non-denominational church. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, uh, Ron Gray from First Church of God. I like, you know, hopefully we'll get to talk to he and his wife yeah. at some point in time. Tommy Hall. Um, uh, you know, from over at First Assembly of God. And so we've just connected with all of these other pastors to try to accomplish uh, some sense of unity amongst Christian believers here in Union City, Obion County. And I can't help but connect. Um, we we will release this within the next few days, and we can't help but connect that the the unity, the oneness, is so important in our um, in our faith system right now, especially after the tragedies that have happened in the past um, twenty four hours. This is we record on um, Sunday nights, and so um, if those of you are familiar, we uh, we as a nation have um, uh, suffered some enormous loss. Um, any loss is a loss, be it a one or over 30 now, I believe, in our, both our El Paso and, and Dayton.
Dayton, um, I guess we call them massacres by now, is, is a tragedy. Um, um, and so how we respond and how you act on um, whenever you're given the chance to speak out against this is, is going to tell the world about how you believe um, and, and how we pray for. And so this campaign, pray for those both involved in the victimization and those involved in, in the killing. Um, and so um, I think this campaign that we're about to share with you guys are about is um, we pray for we pray for all. We pray for those yeah. who are holding the gun, and we pray yeah. for those who were on the other side. Yeah, so today in, in church, we actually took some time to pray for uh, Dayton and El Paso, and um, I believe I did it in both services. I'm not exactly mm, certain, but the, the, the moment where you're praying for the people that are hurting and you're praying for the people that are mourning, uh, and then you realize that there's a gunman that's yeah. still alive and 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 you really think about what Jesus said in those moments when he says that you should love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you and yeah. and so you go okay we're going to pray for that gunman they're broken um, too they're broken too and and what we said was um, today at church man this is this is not a political stance this is not about more guns or less guns or second amendment or uh, abolishing firearms it's not about that it's about human beings that were made in the image of God that woke up yesterday morning and, and, and are not with us anymore. Right. And um, and if that doesn't hurt our heart just a little bit, then God help us. You right, know? right, absolutely. Um, and this unity that we see kind of occur, Joe, it's interesting, in times of tragedy and in times of loss like that, uh, we see the nation come together. We see churches come together right. in unity. We saw it uh, 9-11. I think, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see it. Katrina. Katrina. We're going to see it in the days that are ahead. But but when things kind of, kind of go well and we kind of return back to whatever baseline normal that is, uh, we see that kind of wane a mm-hmm. little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so the Obion County Ministerial Association exists in our county to promote unity amongst believers. Right. Um, essentially, what we say is we have Jesus in common, and and Dad believe that that should be enough. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so we tried to promote some events where we would downplay our denominational differences, focus on Jesus, and for years, uh, long before uh, I ever showed up in Obion County, uh, for years they would do community services. Right. Um, Community Thanksgiving services, community Easter Easter services, national days of prayer, th- mm-hmm. those sorts of things. And what we started to realize uh, that there were kind of two uh, paths that took us to where we were, where we are right now. What we started to realize is that um, by and large, less and less churches and people were participating in the in the community services. Um, normally, they'd be hosted at a church. That church would obviously have people that would you know participate. Right. There'd be a preacher, a speaker that would stand up. He would have one or two people that would come and participate. Um, and then each other church might have, their pastor might come, they might have one or two people come, but <clears throat> largely it was it was just a declining kind of state. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and what, what we had to make a, a decision as a Bion County Ministerial Association was to go, we we can't keep doing this. We're, right. we're riding a dead horse, and there comes a time where we have to kind of get off the horse. And that's a hard decision to make, especially when you've kind of established... I think, I think that's a hard decision that a lot of churches and, and, and congregants and leadership have, have made in that. And you and I have walked through that um, from our upbringing to now. And the progression um, is, is what is 
um, necessary to be able to still be impactful for the kingdom. And we must be a part of that or we are going to have to, um, I guess, what's the right, close the door on what we're doing. Right. And, and, And it doesn't mean that those community services were bad. Those community services were good. For the people that showed up, they were great. Right. Um, but what we had to do was that hard decision, I think, as church leaders that we don't want to have to make sometimes, and that is we let go of something that's good so that we can grab a hold of something that's truly great. And and the step out in faith that we had a couple years ago was we said we're going to let go of these services, and we don't know what's right. next. Right. Um, we don't know where God is going to lead us. And so um, around last October, November, uh, a group of us uh, got together, and we began simply praying uh, to figure out what it was that God would have us do. Um, If the OCMA existed to promote unity, we we were like, what what should we do? And so we would meet on Monday mornings. Um, There was just a handful of us. We would rather, we we said early on, we would rather have just a handful of us that were really fully devoted to this than than three dozen of us that were just kind of putting in our time because we felt obligated. And and we would meet at, at different places and just get on our knees in some cases and just say, God, what is it you would have us do? Um, and began kind of praying through that, um, uh, that end, praying to that end. Mm-hmm. And uh, we finished out the year praying for that. And, and, and somewhere in early January, we decided um, that God was leading us in the direction of prayer. But we didn't really know what that looked like. And growing up in church, Joe, when, when you think about uh, getting together to pray uh, as a community, like what are the things that come to your mind? Like what do you think about? Um, uh, prayer vigils, yeah. staying up all night to pray for yeah. particular things. I even participated in those in youth group, um, and I and I. But at the same time, I, I loved them. I felt um, a growth by them, but they were poorly attended um, because um, pe- you can't. It's it's not something that is attractive to people. Um, I, I think of um, we would pray. We always did. We prayed for the beginning of the school year. Um, you, things like that. Is that what you're So, like, yeah, like a big prayer meeting is what I thought about. Right. right? Where you gather together and, and you know, inevitably it, it just devolves into another worship service. Yes, yes. You, you have somebody that plays some music. You maybe you spend a lot of time talking about prayer. Maybe even someone speaks about prayer. But you don't actually spend any time praying. And so... Um, gosh, that's that's at least my experience. Why do you think? I'm gonna ask you this. Why do you think it's unattractive? Why do you think? Now the prayer vigils I participated in, it was um, at different churches. It wasn't just my church. There's youth groups that would do this, and we did pray every hour on the hour. We would pray, yeah. pray, and then when you got done, we'd go and do social stuff, and then we'd come back and we'd have a topic, and we'd pray and we'd pray in the altar, and then we'd go back, and it was it was like a lock in. We stayed up all night and prayed, yeah. so that was um, that was powerful. Yeah. Um, but um, as far as the other ones, um, I still see today, even with people that I know are um, faithful believers, there's an that intimacy and that conversation with God, a lot of people are horrified to um, experience it with others. Yeah. And like praying out loud or talking to God in front of others. And so they feel like it must be led by someone who's a paid sure. prayer. And, sure. and so therefore, I don't know that it's as personal because they're just participating and listening. Yeah. So in January, Ron Gray and I met again and, and, and we said, look, we... We think that prayer is involved. We don't know what it is. What if we just held a prayer meeting? And neither of us really excited about it. (laughs) 
Like just to be for this all of those reasons, yeah. right? Right. And and the location was an issue. Anytime you have it at somebody's Someone's church, church, it becomes territorial. Right. And, and so we batted that around. What is it you do, and how do you do it? And nothing just kind of seemed right. And uh, and so we continued to say, well, we're just going to pray through that. And and in our uh, February meeting, we presented to the ministerial association. We said, we think it has to do with prayer. We were as honest. We said, we think it has to do with prayer. We don't know how um, or what or, or what it is we're supposed to do. We think it's supposed to be simple. Um, we think that it's supposed to be, you know, inclusive. Other people should be able to get involved and, and, and you know, almost kind of entry level. But we really want people that are committed to praying. Well, the minute that's interesting. <laughs> I'm sure it's some amazing talent they're watching. Oh, yeah. So right now our girls are in our bedroom watching America's Got Talent. <laughs> sure somebody's swallowing fire or something. in there so that they couldn't hear us or, you know, we, we wouldn't disturb each other. And it just... <laughs> One of them know. was going, oh, no, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. So we um, began kind of, kind of wondering what that looked like. And then it got kind of tabled for about a month. Yeah. Um, and there were some other things the Ministerial Association was dealing with, and, and that just became a, a bigger, you know, that became a little bit more important for them to deal with in that, in that, in that moment. And, and it got shelved, and I think it got shelved for a reason. I think, I think God was leading us in this direction, but it was just not time. Yet. And isn't his timing right? Uh, gosh, and doesn't that stink? <laughs> like, when, you, when you, you're, like, on the verge, I don't know if we got there a month early and God was like, hey, dudes, chill. You know, I don't know what it was like. Thanks um, for listening. Yeah. Hang on. But uh, it was towards the end of February, mm-hmm. and, um, and I got a phone call from our children's minister, Courtney Bondrant. And Courtney said, hey, I know we've been praying about what to do, and our staff had known about this. And, and she said, I need you to listen to... This podcast by Annie F. Downs, she interviewed a couple guys from Nashville, and they did this thing called Awaken Nashville. And uh, and so I did. I, I, I pulled up the podcast, and, and just here's full disclosure about me. Like, I initially am like, okay, whatever. I don't want to roll out a program that somebody else has done. I'm not interested in, you know, we don't have a budget. <laughs> like, we, you know, I, I don't know how we're going to make any of this happen. And so I listened to the podcast and I listened to these men talk. And their journey was so similar to what we were experiencing in Northwest Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It was, we, we, we got a group of pastors that are praying together, wanting to know how we can reach our community. And, and we asked the question in Nashville, or actually what happened in Nashville was they found out that they could get a list of every name and address of everybody that lived in the city. It was public domain. And uh, they got the list, and they're like, we don't really know what we're going to do with it now, right? And so then they began to say, well, what would it look like? This was around, man, almost a year ago, right right now. Um, they began to ask, like, what would it look like if we prayed for and fasted over every name in Nashville? Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, Dave Clayton over at Ethos Church and our friends over at... Um, uh, I've forgotten the name of the church now. Cross Point Church, Cross Point, yeah. um, as well as people from about 400 other churches joined together. Um, we took about forty thousand. Just pause on that. Yeah. Four hundred different churches, different denominations, yeah. linked arms yeah. and said, "Let's do this." And and pray to forty thousand volunteers, and they prayed for every person by name yeah. in Nashville. And I sat there listening to it, and I go, "Wow." 
that's so cool. That's such a big deal. Yeah. Um, and Jody, you 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 always are one that that uh, that talks about praying specifically and God just kind of showing up in those moments that that most people, including me, would say is coincidental. <laughs> It's not for you. Not at all. Yeah. Um, God is faithful. And I think that he, um, just like with this, the way this is unfolded, I think he longs to show out. And he's, you know, um, I've had numerous experiences in my life where he's been, hey, hey, give me a chance. Let yeah. me show you what yeah. I can do. I am bigger. I'm bigger than even what you're thinking yeah. um, and dreaming. And um, and so, you know, I had also listened to that podcast and, and told Jeremy about it. And, and um, I thought this is... Um, this is tremendous. Just that I believe in the power of prayer, and I believe that um, it's quite possible there are people that are not prayed for by name. Sure. And so what a difference it can make if we call out their name to God. Wow. So uh, my moment where I realized that, hey, this may be what we're praying for is, is as the podcast went on and Annie was talking to these folks, like what, what I started to realize was that— uh, that like we could do this. Yes, this may be the answer to our prayer. Like the, what we've been asking God to do, we knew He was directing us towards prayer. And I had a moment where I, I kind of chuckled because I thought about you immediately. It was my off day, and I was listening to the podcast sitting on our bed mm-hmm. in the bedroom. And I looked up, and across from our bed we have a bookshelf. <laughs> and um, and Dadgummit, if Priscilla Shirer's book Awakened wasn't just staring, like it was the one thing I saw when I looked, and I was like, okay, may- maybe there's something to it. And then later that afternoon, you called me and said, I need you to listen to this podcast. And I said, I feel like we're one. I'm one just half a step ahead of you, right? Like yeah. we're there. And so um, I still wanted to make sure, like I'm the type of guy that I can get excited about something. Um, and God has given me the ability, I think, to kind of uh, see the steps to get where we need to go. Like, I, that happens real easily to me. And so, like, um, like I immediately started putting the pieces together, and I, I had to kind of hit pause and go, wait, I want to make sure this is not of Jeremy. Hmm. I want to make sure this is of God. And so hmm. um, we had a ministerial association meeting uh, shortly thereafter, and probably the next week, and I, I, I took them the website, awakennashville.com. You can go check it out. It's still up. And I just said, hey, what do you think of this? And immediately, I just, I just showed the officers in the ministerial association. Yeah. They were like, that's it. We need to do that. And I said, I need you to pray about it for a month. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to just jump in because it looks good, it sounds cool, and we're excited. I, I want to know that this is a God thing. And right. so we came back. Um, a month later, and, and they said, yeah, we're on board. Yeah. Uh, well, then it got cool because then, <laughs> then you start trying to realize, okay, now we got some work to do. Right. We want to roll this out in the fall, so we've got like six months to get it going. And um, the first thing I had to do was start getting the list of names. Right. So I contacted Nashville. They had a they had a, Awaken Nashville had like, hey, if you're interested in doing this, send us this email. And so I sent this email, and they sent an email back and said, hey, we've got tons of people that are responding to this. We'll get back with you as soon as we can. Well, we didn't have time to wait. Right. Like, we had to, to, to do something. Start networking our so, local connections. So I, I, I made an executive decision to ask for forgiveness uh, rather than permission. Uh-oh. <laughs> so we went and, like, just pulled graphics and videos fonts, everything we could from Awaken Nashville and just remade it. And I'm so thankful we got some talented 
people, Matt Crossin at Crosswind and, and some others that were able to put all that together, piece all that together, we started kind of putting it together to make it happen. Um, and uh, we reproduced their video using footage from the Chamber of Commerce here in Obion County. Like, right. it, was, it was actually remarkable. And then I got in touch with Dave Clayton. Uh, who, who was kind of spearheading this movement yeah. with Ethos Church over in Nashville. And I was like, Dave, I, I'm sorry. If we need to pull down the website, if we need to pull down, like, I'm willing to do this. At this point, we hadn't printed anything. And and Dave is actually, I, I would, uh, he will be one of my who's is remarkable because, like, he was just like, dude, I think it's awesome. Like, yeah. like run with it. And, yeah. um, and, and, of course, we had to make some adjustments for legal reasons and all that. But, but, but Dave was like, I, I think it's incredible the initiative you guys have taken. And, and so, uh, whew, dodge that bullet because they could have been <laughs> like, take it all down and don't right, do it. Right, right. Um, and then, and then we started recruiting churches and, um, uh, in, in Obion County, there are 12,300 uh, some odd households, uh, which is not a whole, whole lot. Right. Um, and to pray for each household by name, if I gave each volunteer 15 names, it would take a little over 800 volunteers. Um, and that's not a huge number. Um, but but there's still room uh, right. if folks want to, to right. get involved um, with it. Um, so what you've compiled so far, so let's go back before we start inviting yeah. people. Let, let's, yeah. so you, you and Dave resolved what we could and couldn't produce. And right. so, um, so Awaken, first of all, let's start with the website. We do, Northwest Tennessee has their own. Nashville has one that's amazing. Awaken NWTN. AwakenNWTN.com. Dot com. But one of the first decisions we had to make as OCBA was how much area are we going to pray for? Right. Like, because we're a very rural area. Well, and, and those of you that don't know where we are, we butt right up against Kentucky. In fact, yeah. um, we really have people involved in our community that live across that um, border. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have um, we have two counties that are, you know, we closely interchange with in shopping yeah, and social. And, and so. So at Crosswind, we're so blessed where we're located. We pull from Hickman and Fulton County, Kentucky, mm-hmm. Lyon County, Tennessee. We, a Lake County, Tennessee, Weekly, Weekly County. Tennessee and Gibson County, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there may even be a Dyer County, Tennessee or so person that shows up. Um, and so there's all of these counties in Northwest Tennessee that we pull from. And, and, and so we we're like, we don't want to make this too big. Right. Because we haven't reached out to partner with churches in those regions. Um, but at the same time, we, we, you know, we feel like we need to start. And so uh, a very conscious decision was made. I'm so thankful for our team that that made the decision. They said, we want to call it Awaken Northwest Tennessee, but we want to focus on Obion County. Right. And the reason we're going to call it Awaken Northwest Tennessee is if it goes well, next year we want to expand. Yes. And if we expand, we don't have to rebrand. Yeah. We don't have to go right. back and, and we can just still call it Northwest Tennessee. Exactly. And uh, and so that's that's where we started getting involved. So I had to get names of people. So I started going to the water departments. Like, <laughs> I called my friend Kathy Dillon over at, uh, you know, what it, where, Union City. City manager. And, mm-hmm. and, and we start calling people from Kenton and South Fulton and mm-hmm. all these little municipalities. And that doesn't help me out in the county, but at least if you're getting city water in one of those places, I can get your right. name. We started getting these lists from these people. Um, and, it was, and it was like, I would just get a printout. So then I have to like say, well, I've got to recruit volunteers to put 
to enter it. So enter names in, yeah. and, and it was just it was gonna be just hours and hours and hours worth of labor, just sci- just you know ciphering through. And we're grateful for their willingness to share with oh, us those man. resources. Yeah. But we were thinking, okay, well, there's another step of another body of volunteers that are going to be needed recruited. Yeah, and we and we hit some roadblocks. Like we thought maybe the election commission could help us out, but because we weren't a political organization, yeah. we couldn't get that information. Right. Um, you know, voter registrations and and. Uh, Vehicle registrations, like we were trying to work through that to try to figure out. But not everybody has a vehicle. But not everybody has a vehicle. Um, you know, we thought about property taxes, mm-hmm. but not everybody owns their property. Like right, right. all sorts of things. And then um, we came across this website called Bless Every Home, um, blesseveryhome.com. Yeah. And uh, they actually are quite remarkable. If you don't have an account with them, you can go for free and uh, sign up, and it will tell you who your neighbors are. And send you. I get an email from Bless Every Home every morning that tells me, "Here's your neighbors you need to pray for today." Yeah. Um, and you can go on their website and check. Hey, I prayed for them. Hey, I spoke with them. Hey, I ministered to them in some way. And if enough people in your community do that, then you start to see your entire community get blanketed uh, with prayer and ministry. It's really quite cool. But they had a corporate account that you could sign up and you could just download demographics. Um, and so within literally, it, you, there's a price you pay. And then after you pay that price, it took me about 30 seconds. And I had a list of every household, first and last names, addresses um, that existed in Obion County. A little over 12,000 names. Um, now, that, before you flip out that they found you, it's just, you, you understand it's public knowledge. Yeah, they used the census is what they <laughs> right, did. Right. They had just compiled it, um, that data, and it was absolutely um, a lifesaver. It, yes. it saved us hours and hours and hours of work. And so, how did you utilize that list in terms of in terms of applying it to this ministry? You you wanted to make sure that people had a way to pray for their fifteen um, and and reach out to them. So, what did you guys do to compile that list? So, really, to be honest with you, I had to go back to my computer services days when I worked at Sanford. Uh, when I was in college, both of us, Jody and I both, we worked at computer services and learned good times, how to, good times. Good times, learned how to navigate um, the world of Microsoft Office and and uh, all of that kind of stuff. And uh, it, it, actually, in speaking with Dave Clayton over in Awaken Nashville, um, I asked if a simple mail merge would be an easy way to to populate a list. Fifteen names, all one is their first name. I don't want their last name, right. their address. Um, and he said, yeah, it didn't work for us in Nashville because it was so many people. A million. <laughs> so, like, so, like, we had to have somebody write a script and write a program for doing that. And, um, and so I was a little discouraged, and I thought, you know what? We can at least give it a try. And so I did. I created a document and did just a simple mail merge through Word and Excel and, uh, and all of a sudden populated over 800 unique lists with names and addresses um, and so I wouldn't overwhelm our servers at the church. We printed, I think it was like 200 at a time or something like that until we were done. Um, and it was such a relief because I had no idea how we were going to pull that off. Like, So right now, in both the hands of congregants um, across Northwest Tennessee and some still available for taking, right. Right. there are envelopes. And we'll tell you what else is in the envelope. But in each envelope is a list of 15 
names. Fifteen. Each envelope has fifteen unique names. Right, right. Meaning, if Jody Powell is in your envelope, she's not anybody else's. Yeah, that's right. And so, if you what we stress to people like Crosswind, and what we want other people to know is, if you take a packet, like that's a big deal. Right. Nobody else has those fifteen names. It's like adopting a kid through like compassion. That's yeah. That's yours. And 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 I had a church member come up to me today, and I thought this was so great. He said to me, he walked up and he said, I have a question for you. And I said, what? And he said, is my name on somebody's list? Hmm. And I said, yeah, it is. And he went, so you mean for 30 days, somebody's going to be praying for me? Wow. And I said, yeah, that's right. And he said, that's cool. That is And cool. I thought, as he's praying for his 15th, he's on somebody else's list that is being prayed yeah. for. And and it's one of those things I, I didn't even think about no. that fact. No. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, for him to pause and go, hang on a minute, I'm, I'm part of somebody's 15th. So think about that, like if you haven't taken a packet yet. So you have 30 days to pray for 15 people, and that seems overwhelming. Even you talked about it today about how... You know, those that you go and you've prayed for them for like 10 days. You're like, how do I keep praying for them? Well, you know what? You probably will not even check up on that endurance because somebody's praying for you. And somebody's praying that you will continue to endure whatever you're encountering. So how about that? absolutely remarkable. And the number 15, we gave people 15 names. That's what they did in Nashville. Um, but I love listening to Dave talk about that. Dave said, we just made that number up. Like, we, we didn't know. There's no <laughs> spiritual, like, we didn't pray about it. We were like, 15 sounds good. And that's kind of where we landed with regard to that So as well. tell everybody about how Dave and, and, and the group came up with the theme or the title, Awaken. Um, so how, how that's applicable to what we're seeking to do. Yeah. So I'll tell you about what it means to us in Obion County because I think that is a big deal. Right. Um, for years, in fact, before I showed up at Innovine County, um, there have been a group of pastors that, that I've at times been a part of that gather together on Wednesday mornings, and their primary prayer is for revival. Yeah. Um, their primary prayer is that God would, um, and here's, here's where I put more words to it, but that God would shake us or stir us, motivate us or scare us or, um, or, or influence us. Um, but awaken us. The Who's I- us? Um, the believers, right? In the county, right? The idea that uh, that 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 we have been slumbering mm-hmm. in perhaps complacency mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in a world that has been very favorable towards Christians. Yes, and and perhaps the time to awaken uh, to revive. Uh, to experience that is is upon us, and so um, that's our prayer. To awaken is our prayer that God would awaken us right. um, to that which He has called us. Right. Um, and so that's where where that kind of comes from, um, and at least that's what it means to us. Yeah, it's the idea that we want to um, understand that. We don't want to waste our time here. God has called us here, and He's given us. Um, if we are believers, we've been given the promise of eternal life, and it isn't us. It's isn't it for us? It's not for us to hoard and to keep to ourselves. It's for us to turn around and go. You too can have that gift, and you too can experience that freedom. Um, we'll think about that this, this morning, and and just the, um, the idea that we look at people on a daily basis and. And forget to tell people about, hey, this great gift we have, it's going to be yours. It can yeah. be yours, too. Yeah. And and it's not just about sharing the gospel. It's talking to God about people who um, we see in need, and not just 
um, not just the loss, but hey, your fellow church member that is just, you can tell they look tired today. Mm. Hey, God. um, Susie came to church saying she looked exhausted. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to pray and just lift her to you right now. Like, we've become callous almost. And, uh, yeah, and when I look at great awakenings and revivals throughout history, when I see in the New Testament God do something spectacular, Mm -hmm. it always seems to follow His people praying. Right. And in a lot of cases, fasting. Right. And and what we've been learning over the last couple weeks at Crosswind is that when we pray and when we fast, it aligns our heart and mind with the heart of God. And, And what happens when that happens is we start to see people differently. Um, we start to think about people differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I'm praying for my 15, but I'm going to walk into the grocery store with eyes wide open. Now. Right. Um, right. I'm going to start recognizing that every human being is made in the image of God and therefore has great value. I'm going to start recognizing and seeing those people, hopefully, that are tired, that are in need, and then do something about it. Yeah. Um, and so that's the that's that would be the goal. I think, uh, I, to be honest with you, I said I think... I. I, I I know that God has something amazing to do through Awaken Northwest Tennessee. I don't know what it is. Um, Isn't you, that exciting? It though? is exciting for you. You're Enneagram 7. I'm a 1. <laughs> I want to know so that I can plan accordingly. Um, but, so, so Awaken, so let's recap. Awaken Northwest Tennessee is the idea that we want to awaken the um, the and empower the believers to to call out to God and to reach out to Him and to let Him open our eyes to see what He's doing and what He's seeking to do and for us to lift up others. And, and in so doing, we've equipped you with um, strangers, hopefully, to, to lift up and pray for it. But also in that packet, you've mentioned fasting a few times. Yeah. Um, and so part of prayer also, uh, it's, it's amazing to sit and just have a conversation with God. But sometimes we forget, and you talked about it this morning, we forget to converse with God throughout the day um, because we get overwhelmed with the the to-do list. And so fasting is a way to kind of remind us of, hey, there is something that's taking my attention. And since that thing is typically taking my attention right now, I'm going to focus on God. So talk about what the fasting guide is. It's also included in the packet. Oh, man. Well, listen, we're Southern Baptists, and um, right. I've been one my entire life. We don't talk about fasting. Yeah, um, we didn't either. We we would much rather have you know, uh, a, a, and I'm so thankful that heaven is described as a feast. Yeah, Casseroles. no, I mean we eat and eat a lot, and um, and, and so we, we, it was something that just growing up. I never we never talked about it. So it was right. not something that we did. It was not a discipline that we participated in. And so when we started even talking about, it, I, I you know I've I've done some maybe some minor fasts, some shorter things in my life, but, but never anything that, that, that was really super long or serious. And so the thought about fasting was interesting to me, but also a little bit terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was primarily terrifying because I, I didn't know. I, I don't know. And so um, in 18 years in the ministry and 12 years being a senior pastor, I've preached two sermons on fasting, one today and one in 2008. That's it. That's all I've ever talked wow. about it from yeah. the pulpit. And um, and so we knew that when I said prayer and fasting, that there would be a group of people that got it. Um, when I when I mentioned it to uh, the Catholic Church here in town, um, the, the the pastor there was like, "Yeah, we got that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we understand how to do that." Um, and I was like, "Well, well, we don't." 
And, and so I knew that there would have to be some help. And, and Awaken Nashville, um, they had produced some help as well. And Dave Clayton uh, wrote a great book called Revival Starts Here. And there's a chapter in that book on fasting and what mm-hmm. that looks like. Mm-hmm. And so our, our goal was hopefully to use that chapter and and then we ran into some copyright issues and we couldn't and you know how sometimes that that but there you go we gave a shout out to it if you want yeah no it's an amazing i I bought it it's an amazing book revival starts here he he wrote it a couple years ago and then it was published again for awaken nashville and and so i asked i said well in fact i asked the publisher i said what would it look like if i wrote a fasting guide i don't want to plagiarize anything i don't obviously um and they asked for a copy of it later which i think they were checking up on me which was fine um, so what we did is we pulled Richard Foster's Celebration of Discipline. My friend mm-hmm. Tommy Hall had written uh, a couple different Bible studies on fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, we pulled some other uh, lessons on fasting, James Lee Garrett's book, uh, Systematic Theology, and, and those sorts of things, and kind of Wayne Grudem, Systematic Theology, and, and wrestled with some of that and put together this kind of guide for what fasting looks like in Scripture and the types of fasts. Right. Um, and then a, a checklist of, of, hey, when you start thinking through this, like, Here's stuff you should think about. Like, maybe you should talk to your doctor before right, you... Right, right. If you're a diabetic, you, there's yeah, certain things you can't do. Yeah, absolutely. So so maybe you should custom make your fast right. so that you can remain healthy. Right. Um, and not deprive your body of needed nutrients or whatever. Right, right. Um, one of the things that I'm, I'm, I, I thought was so interesting, it talked about... Um, there's a couple things that can be called a soul fast or a comfort fast. The mm-hmm. idea that there's a there's something that I find comfort in or something right. that I uh, really devote a lot of my time to that I'm going to fast from. Um, the only th- I mentioned it in church today. I said you get bonus points if you recognize it. The only uh, comfort fast or soul fast that's mentioned in Scripture. Do you know what it is? No. Oh, you don't. No, the no, only no. one mentioned in Scripture. You get bonus points. Um, I believe it's in. I believe, don't hold me to this. I don't have my Bible sitting right here. I believe it's First Corinthians chapter seven, and it's sex. I was going to say sex, but I figured I that was prefer just the to easy. Not <laughs> abstain from that one, but nonetheless, if that's what God calls us to, that it says, "Hey, for a period of time, to devote yourself to prayer." <laughs> there wasn't a lot of other stuff going on. I think the biblical yeah, time right. it was eating, working, and nobody's fasting from working. Yeah, and so and so as people pra- fast. Uh, from food or from something that they, they you know that that it takes a lot of their time, inevitably they'll have urges. Yes. Yeah, so, like, um, as I've become more aware of the practice of Lent, um, I think that you tend to remove something from your life that's a comfort. So, yeah. and 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 so um, you mentioned this morning, you know, what social media uh, medium do you um, find yourself reaching for first thing in the morning? Maybe yeah. you need to cut that because as soon as you go to reach for your phone, you'll be like, oh no, wait, I got, I need to pray for that's my right. fifteen. Or um, perhaps you really love fishing. And, um, and not that that's bad, it, as long as it's not the main source of way of providing food for your family, sure. um, then maybe you need to abstain from that for a little bit so that yeah. when in that hobby, that seek to escape, yeah. you're using that escape to go pray. Yeah, or a meal a day, right. or, or one day a week, or right. uh, whatever that fast may look like. The idea is I'm going to deny myself something. The idea, too, is to make sure it's not something you're already not yeah, frequenting. Right. Like, if I were to deny myself eating peanuts, that's great. I don't eat them. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I'm going to deny myself something that I, that is a part of my daily routine. Right. So that I can devote myself to spiritual matters. And right. so we've given that guide. It's in the prayer packet. Um, I, did, I did say this this morning. I think this is important. 
um, God did not write that fasting guide that is in Correct. your packet. I did. Right. And so, like, not infallible, not inerrant. It's just a guide. It's just a suggestion. Right. Um, it, it, it's not the end-all, be-all. If you find errors in it, you probably will. Um, but we wanted to make that available to folks as well. So as you're partnering with Awaken, and it's something that you're interested in, even if you're not a part of Northwest Tennessee and you guys are like, oh, I live in Nebraska, and this sounds interesting. How can I introduce this? Well, our packets also have within them, so you have your list of your 15 people to pray, pray for. You have a guide of how to properly fast so that you can be challenged to pray for them. What else is in that packet? <laughs> so something I'm really excited about is we have a 30-day prayer guide. So let's pause on that. So like... So many people panic about praying because they don't know. Like, hey, God, thanks for the bread. Thanks right. for the day. Bless this person. How do I pray for them? Is it yeah. the same bless? So what are you got going yeah, on? In like that? our thought was you get to day seven and you'd be like, I prayed for these 15 people for seven days. What I prayed else? for their health and wealth and beauty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's bless them, help them, bless them, help them, bless them, help them. Like yeah. what else do I do? Yeah. And um, and so what we did is we thought, what if what if we could come along? And we, we I say we thought this, like we stole the idea from Nashville. Totally. Most of the ideas we have, we stole from Nashville. Well, it just worked. Yeah. And so, and so what we did was we said, what if instead of buying, their devotional guide that they have over there. What if we had local pastors that are participating in Awake and write these devotionals? Right. And um, and so we did. I think uh, about 10 or 11 pastors wrote anywhere between one, and I think I ended up writing seven. How personal is it, though, that and cool to me that the people that are writing this are already invested in the community? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's personal for them. That's exactly right. And so they, they wrote a little devotional thought with some scripture, and then they gave you some prayer points. So like today when you pray, here's some things you can pray for yourself. Yeah. Here's some things you can pray for, for the people on your list. Yeah. Um, and, and it, you know, it's just a guide. Again, it's, it's just another help to help you on the way. Um, but they, they turned out great. And um, and it's super exciting. You got to write a couple of them. I did. As well. Um, and I compiled it while riding on a motor coach in Europe. Like that was, you know, we, we had these long drives in between cities. And so I would just compile these devotions and put them all together. That's how I spent uh, a couple days in, in Europe putting that together. Yeah. So mm-hmm. sent it to the printers and it's already back. And, and PIP Printing, our friends here at Union City, put all that together yes. for us. So you've got the fit, list of 15 names, the fashion guide, the prayer guide. And then there's a start here guide. So if, you, if you've never been a part of Awakening, you don't know what's going on, you haven't heard us talk about it, there's a little piece of paper in there that goes, hey, start here, read this first. This will tell you what we yeah. need you to do yeah. um, as you move forward. But th- that may not be the most important part or really the most exciting part or really where, for me, where the rubber meets the road. Well, tell us what it is. Also, in that um, prayer packet, you will get 15 postcards. Ah. And um, and those postcards are real simple. I think they just say like Jesus loves you on one side of them, right? And or you matter, you matter to Jesus is what it says. And we're asking everybody that engages in Awaken Northwest Tennessee and prays for fifteen people for thirty days. We're asking you to write a handwritten postcard to each of your fifteen people. I gotta tell you, I'm forty one years old, and to get a piece of mail that is not a bill, oh come on, still or makes or me junk mail or giddy. whatever. And, and we, we haven't have some instructions on how to write that. It's, you know, we're not promoting any one church. We're not promoting any one agenda. We're not promoting a program. All we want you to know is that we've been praying for you because God loves you. Yep. And that's it. And, and, and we stick it in the mailbox and send it to them. And uh, I was talking with somebody the other day, and do you know what they, it's so funny they were talking about? So they said, so over the next 30 days, you're going to send 15,000 postcards 
um, out. And I went, yeah. And they're like, do you not think that will overwhelm the post office in Union City? And I just smiled and said, I hope so. <laughs> right? like, that just is so cool to yeah, me. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and, and so... Uh, I can handle it. Yeah. Oh, of course they can. Um, and so uh, that that's uh, that's what comes in the prayer packet um, if you if you get one. So friends that are are part of this area, um, if you haven't gotten a prayer packet yet, um, if you'll send Jeremy an email or you yeah. can send me one, um, we've compiled a list of people who still want one. Yeah. Um, and we'll get that to you. Um, yeah. If you're not a part of this area, go check out the website um, and maybe you can share it with your pastor and, yeah. and you can create an awakening in your region and your area of the world. Yeah. yeah. It may be that you're your church is already involved. Yeah. Um, and, and so the first place I would go is to my pastor. Do you know about Awaken Northwest Tennessee? If not, you know, would you be okay if, if we found out some more information? Uh, the email address is info at awakennwtn.com. Info at awakennwtn.com. Um, you can send us an email. Um, obviously, you want to email Jeremy at crosswindchurch.net or jgap20 at Gmail. You can do that as well, but info at awakennwtn.com. We'll get that information, and we'll pass out those prayer packets. All of the resources we've talked about, except for the postcards and the list of 15 names, are available on the website, Yeah, uh, awakennwtn.com. So if you want to go check that out. Maybe you have 15 neighbors you want to live yeah. on. Absolutely. Um, maybe you're in another county. You're in Lake County or Weekly County, and you want to do this, but you you like to pray for the people that are around you. You can go to blesseveryhome.com and, yes. and do that, and all of our resources are available to you. We just give them to you right. online, um, and we can do that because we own them all. Like right. we, we, right. we we wrote them all and, and do all that, and so um, you can have that. and uh, And we just want. Uh, we want to just pray for and lift up our community. And, and I'm just naive enough to believe <laughs> um, that if we do that, um, that that's a, that's a prayer that God answers. Mm. Um, and so... Uh, How many times have we heard amazing stories about, I don't know why I'm here, but something told me to be here. And you find out that it's a mom that's been praying for her son right. and, or, um, or a friend that's yeah. been playing, praying for their, you know, their dear coworker or, yeah. you know, and so what if you partnered with that friend and prayed for that coworker that you don't know, but now there's another person lifting yeah. that name to Jesus and yeah. how, how I just, I, I get goosebumps when I think about what is going to happen because there's people being prayed for, um, that may not normally have been prayed for That's because right. they just don't know. Somebody doesn't know they need to be prayed for. Yeah. What I love about it is it, it, there, there are a couple things that I love about Awaken Northwest Tennessee. Number one, the forgotten, the marginalized, the yeah. uninvolved. Uh, those are people that are going to be prayed for. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those of you that are passionate prayer warriors, you're going to sit down on a regular day without awakening. You're going to sit down. You're going to pray for your your Bible study group. You're going to pray for your family. You're going to pray for your neighbors. You will pray for the lady that checked you out at Walmart. But um, did you pray for the guy that stocked the shelves in the back of Walmart? Because that you never saw. That you never saw. And 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 these are things that we're getting the chance to do that. Like. It's not that you're wrong because you miss them. Sure. No, they're not getting missed. Yeah. I, I think that's great. The other thing that I love about it is this. We, we live in a world where, and this is one of the things we talk about on our podcast, where there's this unintentional and intentional competition sometimes between churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have some denominations that don't want to fellowship with other denominations and some denominations that think their prayer is the only one that gets to heaven and uh, whatever, or, you know, this, this church doesn't like the way that church prays. And so we're, you know, and, and you have all this tension. And 
the things that we fought with for the Ministerial Association to bring unity, right? Um, you know, meeting in a different church or meeting in a different venue, like all of that, um, awaken just gets rid of all of it, right? Because a church can put their own spin on this. Right. We're not asking them. There is a, there is a kickoff event. We'll tell you about that. But we're not asking you to come to a worship service. Right. Um, if you don't want to do the kickoff event, you don't have to. Um, if you don't want to use our our devotionals, you don't have to. Um, like we just want you to pray. If you think your prayers are the only ones that get to heaven, cool. We still want you to pray. <laughs> right. I yeah. don't care. I don't care. I don't care if you need rosary beads to pray. Right. Or or if if you pray in a closet. Or if you speak in tongues, like, I don't care. I just want you to lift up your voice to God in whatever way you know how, whatever way you can. And we're just going to trust God to sort out all that stuff. I love it because it tears down all of those barriers. Right. Talk to God. We are all in um, in, in unity on that part part that we are going to talk to Him. And we're talking to Him on behalf of these people. It just, and it each just, other. It just it just tears all that down, and that's what really excites me. Um, there is no reason for a church to not get involved with this. Amen. Um, I just I can't I can't imagine that. Now we mentioned the kickoff event. Are you excited about the kickoff event? I am super excited about <laughs> oh, it. Oh man, let me tell you, we have to give some some just crazy shout out, mad shout out, but mad props. I don't know. I'm losing cool points every time I say something <laughs> else. Uh, God has just pulled everybody this together. When we started this at the end of February, we had no idea how we would pull it off. We, we had to write a devotional guide. We had to write a fasting guide. We had to figure out how we're going to pay for it because we had no budget. Right. Um, and God just pulled it all together. And, and our, our planning team, which is Ron Gray and, and um, uh, Tommy Hall and myself and Jack Long um, and uh, probably Glenn Watts over at Cumberland Presbyterian Church, like we all sat down and said, okay, we feel like we should do a kickoff event. Because we kick off on a Saturday, mm-hmm. we feel like it's you know to get 30 days, we had to kick off on a Saturday and on a Sunday. And so like we felt like we should do a kickoff event um what if what if we did one and i said what if we did it at the capitol theater downtown which if you're not familiar with um union city that is where we put all of our major theater yeah. theatrical performances yeah. and it's about it's about it seats about 360 people mm-hmm. and we were going to need somewhere between 800 and 1000 volunteers to pull it off and so they immediately were like there's going to be it's not going to be big enough and i went oh but but come on how cool would it be I know. To not just pack it out, but to to spill out into First Street. Yes. Like, like what if God brought 800 people and they had to shut down First Street? How fun. Like, how cool is that? And so and so we contacted the people at the Capitol Theater and, and they called me back and said, listen, this is what it costs to rent the facility, um, but but the people of the board are going to chip in and we're going to pay for it. So it's just, it's free for y'all to use. And so we're going to get together and Thank we're going to have, board. oh man, that's so incredible, right? Thank you so much. Um, and so like, it was just, God was just like, yeah, we'll take care of it and and um and so we'll have uh some some worship music we'll do three or four songs and just sing there and then um the pastors are going to kind of get up and give some instruction and talk about awaken how we arrive there and then we're just going to spend some time and start there praying yes uh for our community and uh and i just i i I don't know why i'm so excited about that event um we may only have 20 people that show up but it's going to be spectacular in prayer um and so that's that's on the 17th at 6 p.m august 17th um which is now just a few weeks away i know um and we're going to uh to kick off this event in this 30 days of prayer, I couldn't be more excited. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Um, how how cool would it be, even if um, 
even if people drove by and saw people standing outside, like it's going to cause pause mm-hmm. and wonder. And that's what's going to be the beginning of an awakening. Is yeah. um, God? God doesn't call us to be um, in your face evangelical and minim- you know to minimize other people and to belittle them. He calls us to be ma- um, magnetic and he calls us to be um, attractive, so that they want to know what is so different about you and what causes you. And we can say we have life with Jesus is better. Yeah. And and how yeah. awesome would it be if people come by and see why are hey they I think I know them. We got we work together. They got that. What are they doing? They don't go to the same church. That what's what's going on? What are y'all up to? And we get to tell them. Yeah. And so that's yeah. God is going to do good things. He's going to do amazing things. He's going to do great things. So here's what we need uh, from you all. And one of the reasons we wanted to take a week out of talking with other pastors and address Awaken Northwest Tennessee is because uh, we still need some prayer warriors. Yes. And so if your church would like to get involved, right, um, you can have your pastor contact. I am so easy to find, y'all. My <laughs> cell phone is everywhere out there. They can call me, Jeremy. Uh, they can email me, Jeremy, at crosswindchurch.net. They can email info at awakennwtn.com. We've got the prayer packets packed. Mm-hmm. They're ready to go. We right. have some extra um, so, so we've we've actually some households are going to get prayed for twice if we have enough volunteers. That's awesome. Right. Um, so we can accommodate about up to twelve hundred volunteers. Yeah. Um, if we need more than that, we'll just print more. It's it, it'll totally right. be cool. And um, and so if your church wants to participate, if your pastor wants to participate, if you want more information about it, you can go to the website. Obviously, awakennwtn.com. Email us. We'll get you all of the information. If you're an individual though, and go listen. My pastor, he's a little weird or whatever. I, I know yeah, all of us pastors are a little weird. But, you know, our yeah, you church, maybe, your, maybe your church is without a pastor right now. Or maybe for right. whatever reason your pastor is is involved with some other stuff. I get that. We get so busy, especially this time of year. Right. Um, you are welcome to participate as an individual. Right. And so you can contact us. We'll get you a prayer packet. Um, or you can go online and get everything but the 15 names um, and the postcards. Um, and you can go and get that, and we'll be happy to sign you up. Again, it's going to take somewhere between 800 to 1,000 volunteers to pull it off, and uh, we're well, well on our way with regard to that, and we got just about a couple weeks left. Yeah, so <clears throat> starting on the 17th, it'll wrap up out of the 30 days. It'll end September, September 15th. 15th um, Constitution Day, if you didn't know that. I did not know that. How about that? I feel enlightened. You are? <laughs> You should be. (laughs) Say the Constitution was written and signed. Anywho, there's the history nerd coming out in me. Um, 30 days. That's all. 30 days when you think about it with the grand scheme of 365. For 30 days, you are just going to partner with other fellow believers. Um, Hey, and if you are not a believer and you are listening to this podcast and you want to know what's different about us and why we're even seeking to do this, you can still reach Jeremy or Jody, and um, and we would love to tell you um, why life was Jesus is better. Yeah, absolutely. Let me tell you what God has done in my life over the last few months as we've as we've moved towards awaken. I um I've been very honest about the times where I've struggled with God and wrestled with God and um I think I still wrestle with him on a regular basis, unfortunately. Um but awaken has forced me to say things like, I don't know how this is going to happen. 
I don't know how God is going to pull this off. Um, I don't know how this is going to work. And um, I, I say it sometimes from the pulpit, right? I think, I think God is made much of when we come to the end of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and God has pulled every piece of this together. And I have gotten to sit back and watch. Um, on our first week, we started giving away prayer packets last week. When I got back from Honduras... Um, I met my friend Glenn Watts, and Glenn may get mad at me for sharing this, but Glenn was like, Jeremy, I, we, we haven't given away very many prayer packets. Like, you know, we need about 800 given away, and Crosswind took about 150, and Second Baptist took about 100, and everybody else's, you know, there was one church that took four, you know, and, and it just, it, you know, it, it just didn't seem like a whole lot, and I just kind of chuckled. And Glenn was like, I don't know how we're going to give away 100 packets. And I said, God has pulled all of this together so far. I can't believe he's going to stop now. No. And, and, and there's just a sense of, like, I never am okay with not knowing. I'm never okay with no. not having a plan. I'm never okay with not having the details worked out. That's how I'm wired. That's how And Awaken has pushed me past what my ability is and, um, and, and into this realm where God just goes, hey, let, let me handle that. You be faithful to do what you can do, and I will do what only I can do. Won't he do it? That's what Sophie Hudson, the Christian author, says. Won't he do it? Just let him go. Won't he do it? <laughs> it drives me crazy. Well, anyway. and that's what's beautiful is um, uh, is seeing what happens and um, when we just trust yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's part of my remarkable stuff. Yeah. So you want to do some remarkables? All right, so tell me what's remarkable to you. Okay, so we've talked a little, a lot about, a little bit, a lot about, about our trip to Honduras. And um, I know we mentioned it, but I just want to get dote on it again. Um, so the, the organization we partner with um, is um, has an, another, um, I guess, facet, if you will, of it that's a medical team. Mm-hmm. And um, part of their group went down before us and, and performed some surgeries. And one of the sur- surgeons that went down um, worked on a gentleman that was um, in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we had mentioned before uh, just uh, that he pinned his neck back together and said he would be paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And yet we were able to watch this man walk. Yeah, and, absolutely remarkable. Like real life miracle. Like, yeah, and and that's what I want to talk about is so many people think the God of the Old and New Testament that and the Jesus that you know purged the demons and that made the lame walk that that was just in the biblical times. It still happens, people. Yeah. It's still Jesus, the the same God of yesterday is the same God today and the same God tomorrow, and He's still doing miracles. We just have to open our eyes and look. Yeah. And He allowed us to witness that, and and that's my what is remarkable is He still allows us to witness His mm-hmm. presence yeah. and His power. Um, we don't have to be. Um, we don't, you know, we don't deserve that. Like we should just have faith enough to know that He created us and put air in our lungs, and that's a miracle in and of itself. Yeah. But hey, let me show you what else I can do. Yeah, and He did, and that's so. That was my way. Yeah. So, lovetruthcare.org mm-hmm. is the the medical arm of. Uh, actually, they're the overall. That's the umbrella. The yeah. umbrella that that MDM Honduras that we work with falls under. 
Um, and then the Healthcare Arms Operation New Life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find all of that information at lovetruthcare.org. Um, we mentioned them last week. Who's remarkable to you? I'm going to mention my brother and my sister-in-law, Jason and Rachel. Yeah. Um, they leave um, at the end of this month to go bring home their new the baby. The end of August? Yeah. I thought they were going in September. No, they got their date and oh, booked their flight. They leave. Uh, I think it's the 23rd of August, and they're going to get their little girl in China. Um, our new niece. Our new niece. Um Thank you guys for pursuing what God put on your heart <laughs> yeah. um, to give a yeah. home to this child that is um, homeless. Um, God called us to love the widows and the orphans, and you're doing it. Mm. Um, um, Jeremy and I have walked um, quite a bit of that road ourselves, and it's just not the right time for what God is. But our, our prayers are, are so um, encouraged by your devotion yeah. and your commitment to this, and we cannot wait to meet and, the new part of our yeah. family. Well, I want to do, do three who's rather than a what. Um, okay, three. Okay. Three, yeah. So the, the first one is Dave Clayton over at Ethos Church. We mention him a lot. He has been so gracious and generous, as has his entire team. Um, as we've pursued Awaken, they have just, if they could give us something, they gave it to us. Um, and uh, and just his encouragement, he probably has no idea how how encouraged I felt when he, when you know, when I would tell him about our kickoff event. He'd be like, dude, that's incredible. Um, I want to come over for that. You know, those are those are the types of things. You can that, still come, Dave. You still come, Dave. Um, that uh, that that was super exciting. Um, and then I also want to give a shout out to Mike and Janet Calfee. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Operation New Life. Mike is an orthopedic surgeon here in in Union City, and um, and Janet works with him uh, over at the orthopedic sports medicine place here in town, and uh, they are invested in Honduras. And uh, Mike and Janet drove uh, our team to the airport in the dark at 30. midnight. Yes, um, and uh, and just uh, you know we were prepared to buy gas and hotel rooms and all that. And he was like, "This no, we got this. This let us let us serve your team in this way." And it was so thankful. I was so thankful for that. And then the big thing, it's a new school year, and so I wanted to, to give a shout out. I mentioned her yesterday. Um, in our training event, and that is Leslie Peterson Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, Leslie Jones is uh, an unsung hero of student ministry. She is a small group leader um, at First Baptist Church of Hayden, um, and she has led a group of girls. Um, she started with them when they were in the seventh grade, and uh, here in this week, I guess maybe they will start their senior year. She's been their small group leader for I get what is that six years? Yeah, for six years um, that they've been in student ministry. She has been a consistent adult investing in the lives of these young people, and it's an inspiration. Yeah. Um, over the last uh, couple of weeks, she has been posting pictures. Uh, on Instagram and Facebook of each one of the girls in her small group uh, if they've ever been a part of it. Some of them are not a part of it anymore. Some of them have moved on to other things or have fallen out of attendance, and she's posting about them. This is what they love. This is what's great. Mm -hmm. This is where they are right now. We're praying that they come back, or we're praying for them to make decisions about college. Um, And that's what it takes. More adults investing in the lives of children, partnering with parents, um, so that their faith may remain when they graduate from high school. That's right. 
Okay. We've talked way, way too long um, today. So thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to email us or whatever, you can reach us. We've given you that um, ad nausea. Jeremy at crosswindchurch.net. JGAP20 at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram. I am Powell Jeremy, and Jody is... Uh, chasing the wild geese 20. <laughs> I didn't know which, uh, I didn't know if you said Facebook or Instagram. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's all right. You can also find us on Facebook. That's pretty simple along the way. AwakenNWTN.com or info at AwakenNWTN.com is how you can get in touch with us and all of the Awaken information um, that you can have there. And I, I guess that's all we need to say. That's it. Hey, thanks for listening. Um, Go and start praying for your 15. That's right. Go and subscribe to our podcast. Yes. Give us a five-star rating. Yes. All of that kind of stuff that we're supposed to say because we have a podcast. (laughs) And share it with a friend. That's right. All right. Love you guys. Thanks so much. Have a good night. Thank you.